up, y'all? Happy Monday or whatever day it is that you're listening to this. I am super excited that you're here. Today, we're going to talk about grief. We're going to talk about moving through grief with God. And you're like, dang, Chantel, you just going to jump right in? Yes. (laughs) Yes, I'm going to jump right in. Father's Day is this weekend. As I'm recording this, Father's Day is this weekend. So that is a special time for me per se. But we this is relevant all year long because we all have those times, no matter what our grief is pertaining to. Maybe it's Mother's Day. Maybe it is a birthday. Maybe it is an anniversary. Maybe it is just a day that you guys used to consider special. Maybe it isn't grief around losing someone, but it's grief around losing a job or a career or an injury or a former status. Whatever your grief is around, There are different days and different times that make it harder, (laughs) you know? And so while the fact that it's Father's Day this weekend for me personally is difficult, I wanted to talk about this because it's relevant to us all for different reasons at different times. So... You know, I mentioned Father's Day. This is the second Father's Day I am without my dad. But if I'm being completely honest, you know, it's June 18th right now. And he passed away last year on April 18th. So he passed away on April 18th. June Father's Day last year, I was still numb. I was still out of it. I was still like barely feeling anything except pain, right? And so I didn't really focus on the fact that it was Father's Day. Father's Day wasn't any worse than any other day because I was still in this acute pain from him passing away initially. And so I feel like this is my first legit Father's Day where I'm like, whoa, okay, this is this is a thing. <laughs> you know, this is not uh, a normal day. This is not comfortable. And I went through this similarly on his birthday this year and on the anniversary of his passing. And so I just wanted to talk about it. I don't think grief is talked about enough, especially with the pandemic and after all we've gone through over the last year and a half per se, we have a lot of people who are grieving. A lot of people, we ourselves are grieving, but we have a lot of people around us who are grieving and we need to talk about this. You know, it's not just something that we can sweep under the rug. It's not something we're meant to do alone. It's not something that we can just get over. For me, (laughs) and I'm going to talk about the different things that were, that have been hard For me, the hardest part was I am very much a get out of your feelings and get over it. Get out your feelings and get it done. Right, Like that is my default response for a lot of things. I think it's because I have an athlete mindset and, you know, growing up as an athlete, it didn't matter if you were bawling your eyes out 10 minutes before. If you got a game, you got a game. And somebody is like, yo, get out your feelings because we have a game and you need to perform. You need to play. And so it doesn't matter how you feel. (laughs) Right. And so being an athlete, I have been raised in that. I have trained myself to get out of my feelings and go do what I got to do. And the thing about grief is it's probably been the first time ever where I have not been able to do that consistently. Like sometimes you just 
can't, (laughs) you know, sometimes you just don't have it in grief, especially in those first few months where I was trying to get through it. And so I know everyone's grief journey is different. So I'm going to share with you some things that I experienced and that I have learned just through my own process and how I have incorporated God into my grieving process. If this helps you, I I hope it does, you know, but just know that I want to validate if these are not your feelings. If you have experienced it in a different way, that doesn't mean that it's wrong. It just means that everyone's grief journey is different. One thing I also want to talk about is the fact that no one prepares us for grief and no one can. No one can prepare us for the pain and the experience that comes with losing someone or losing a dream or a a drastic change in life that propels us into grief. No one can prepare us for that. And, and, and people don't really. Another thing I learned is, you know, grief isn't only in losing someone. There are many different things that cause grief that we can grieve from. Maybe an injury, maybe a loss of status, maybe a career, maybe it's a relationship, maybe a loved one passing away. You know, there's all these things, a pet passing away. There's all these different things that we can grieve from. And so people don't really prepare us. We don't prepare each other for this. And so we're going to talk about it today. Amen. The other thing that I, misconception I had about grief was the waves versus the stages. I thought that there were going to be different stages of grief that I just moved through, kind of like steps. And so I'm going to, okay, something's going to happen and my dad's going to pass away and I'm going to be really sad because I'm at the bottom step. But as time goes on, I'm going to move. I'm going to take another step and then I'm going to take another step and then I'm going to take another step and I'm just going to move through this as we go. And at some point I'm going to be at the end of it. (laughs) That is how I thought that grief worked. That is how I expected this process to go. And again, I validate that everyone's experience is different, but for me, that has not been the case. (laughs) That is not in the least at all been my experience. What I, the way I look at grief is more like waves. So I love, I love the beach and I love to go out into the water and jump the waves. And, you know, when you go out into the water, it's, it's calm, it's chilling. It's kind of like, you know, going up and down a little bit and you're, you're completely chilling. And then a wave comes and it's a, it's a little wave. And so you're like, oh, okay. I felt that one a little bit. And then a medium wave comes and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. And then you're chilling. And then all of a sudden this giant wave comes and you're like, ah, what just happened? (laughs) And it knocks you off your course. It it knocks you off your feet. You're all of a sudden underneath the wave. You're drinking in salt water. You didn't plug your nose and you're just trying to get back out of this water, right? And that's how grief is. (laughs) You know, that is how grief is. There are some times where you're completely fine. Like right now I'm recording this broadcast and and you're probably like, okay, Chantel, like you do not seem sad at all. (laughs) Like you sound completely normal. Yeah, because I am completely normal right now. Like I feel good. I'm chilling. I, I feel fine. But that doesn't mean that 20 minutes after I get off this broadcast or three hours after I get off this broadcast or tomorrow that I'm going to 
be, I'm going to feel this way. Grief is like waves. You never know when it's going to come and hit you. In my experience, I remember one time I was driving in San Diego and I just recently moved to San Diego at the time of this broadcast about 10, 11 months ago. So I recently moved here and this is where my dad lived. And so my dad lived in San Diego. He was originally from San Diego. So the only time that I came to San Diego was to visit my dad. So I moved here shortly after he passed to help plant a church, to help be part of a mission team. So there's all these places in San Diego that I don't really know, but that I recognize because I've been there with my dad or I have, you know, seen it passing by or something like that. And so one day I am going to a community service event and I don't know where I'm going, but I, and I'm fine. I'm listening to Brandy, old school Brandy and Monica. I'm listening to, um, I think I was listening to Sitting Up in My Room by Brandy. And I'm sitting there singing to it, like sitting up in my room. I can't sing at all, but I'm, I'm singing to it. I'm vibing out. And then I pull into this parking lot and all of a sudden I recognize this hospital that I just pulled into. And this hospital, it turns out, was the hospital that my dad was in and then I spent five days in praying that he was going to get better. When he was in that hospital, he did get better. And, you know, we spent five days together. I slept in the hospital. You know, we were there the whole time. And then he got better. He went to a rehab facility to to rehab, to try to get better, to go home. But after he went to the rehab facility, it was clear that at least to the medical staff, that he he wasn't going home and that he was continuing to deteriorate. But that hospital was the last time where I saw my dad kind of able to understand and talk and, and all of these things, right? And I literally pulled into that parking lot and immediately started sobbing and hyperventilating and shaking and to the point where I had to literally stop my car in the middle of the parking lot because I could not breathe. I was crying and shaking so much. I I just had to stop my car right there. It just hit me. And so what I want people to know about grief and, and kind of validate in, in your journey, if you can relate to this, is the fact that if you're not, if you don't feel like you're moving through it <laughs> like stages, that's okay. If sometimes you feel great and other times you feel like horrible and that you want to die and quit, that's okay too. Because those feelings are completely normal. They they are. And it's we can't shame ourselves for feeling happy sometimes, but we also can't beat ourselves up for those times when we're not able to function completely normally. And I feel like no one really told me that. No one really prepared me for that. And so I want to tell you that. The other thing that I will tell you, and then we'll jump into some scriptures about this, some scriptures that have really helped me in my journey, is that praying and reading doesn't take the pain away. (laughs) Praying and reading does not take the pain away. I, I wish someone would have told me that. Now, we still need to pray and read. I'm not saying don't pray and read. We're going to get to that in a second with these scriptures because that is absolutely what we should be doing. But the thing that I wish somebody would have just validated for me is that it's okay if you're praying and you're reading and you're still in pain because pain 
the pain is not going to automatically go away just because you pray about it. The pain is not going to automatically go away just because you read some scriptures about pain and God being there in the middle of your pain. He is there in the middle of your pain, but that doesn't mean that the pain is going to go away. And so for us, we need to understand that and validate that because if we don't validate these facts and these feelings and these experiences, then as we go through them, we're going to be thinking we're crazy. And that's another reason to beat ourselves up for it, right? You're going to be like, what the heck? You know, what? am I losing my mind? And it's like, no, you're not. Sometimes grief can make you feel like you are losing your mind and that's normal too, but you're not, you're, you're grieving. You're, you're sad. You are in acute pain. Grief is acute emotional pain. And that's what you're going through. And nothing is more unpredictable than pain. Nothing is more unpredictable than pain. And we need to validate that for each other. We need to understand that for ourselves so that we're not looking at ourselves in the mirror like we're crazy, but we are allowing ourselves to be human and to move through this and to move in it when we are in it with grace and with productivity, something that's going to help us deal with it and move in it and through it and not beating ourselves up and not making it harder for ourselves in the moment. So I wish somebody would have told me that before. So I'm going to tell you that again, may not be your experience, but it's definitely mine. So let's jump into some scriptures because there are a few scriptures that have really, really helped me in this process. The first scripture we're going to go to is Proverbs 14.10. Very short scripture, Proverbs 14.10. It says, each heart knows its own bitterness and no one else can share its joy. Each heart knows its own bitterness. What does that mean? That means that no one will ever know completely how you feel, (laughs) whether you are sad, bitter, going through grief, angry, joyful, happy, surprised, all of these things. No one, no other person will ever know completely how you feel. This was important for me to know because I have amazing people around me, but going through grief was something that they could only help me through so much. I had people get me flowers. I had people get me food. I had people give me hugs, send me their well wishes, do everything that people could do. Come in my room and just sit there. Everything that people could do to show that they loved me. And it was helpful and it was encouraging, but nothing took away the pain. There is only so much other people can do, and there's only so much other people can understand. This is why people who have never been through any serious type of grief cannot understand and say some of the dumbest things ever, because they just don't get it. (laughs) They just don't get it. And and I was one of those people. I I have people around me who have lost people who are very important to them in their lives. And I never knew what to say. I was that person who said the wrong thing, who, who never knew what to say until I went through it. And I was like, oh yeah, I probably came off as a jerk at times. But it was because I just had no idea. Even now, when somebody is going through something, I may be able to relate and empathize a little bit better because of what I've been through with this situation with my dad. But at the end of the day, I still each heart knows its own bitterness. 
at the end of the day, I still can't completely understand and feel how they're feeling. And so we have to understand that because it guards our heart against getting bitter at the people around us who we may want to be there in a deeper way, in a more comforting way for us. And they cannot do it. It guards our heart against getting angry and and bitter and thinking that they don't love us. No, they love us. They just can't understand. They just don't understand no matter what they've been through. And so that is that was important for me to know. (laughs) You know, that was important for me to remember. The next scripture that has really helped me is Psalm 18, one and two. It says, I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. This is one of my absolute favorite scriptures. I love it because you see how David sees God and he calls him certain things. He calls him my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. You know, you only need a fortress when you need to be protected from something. You only need a deliverer when you need to be delivered from something. It says, God is my rock in whom I take refuge. You only need to take refuge in something if you are looking for safety. My shield, what do you need a shield for in the middle of war? when you need to protect yourself from things coming at you, that's when you need a shield. And that's what God is, but you only need one when there are things coming at you. The horn of my salvation, my stronghold, a stronghold is something that you run to in a time of war. Again, you don't need a stronghold if you are not experiencing a traumatic time, something crazy is going on around you. You don't need that. And so we see how David saw God. He saw God as the person, quote unquote, to run run to in all of these hard times, in all of these difficult situations, whenever he needed something to help him get through a difficult situation, that's who he saw God as. And so for me, I had to realize, wow, grief, this is the hardest thing I've ever been through. This is the most painful thing I've ever felt. And I've been through some painful stuff and we'll get into that at a later date. You know, at some point I'm going to do an intro episode where I go through, you know, more of my testimony and, you know, the things that I, some of the things that I've been through and we'll get to know each other more over this journey. But losing my dad, I've always been a daddy's girl. I, he would, that was my dude, man. That was my dude. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so much of him is in me. He he raised me in so many different ways and he, he made me the person I am in so many different ways. And I am very, very grateful to God that I had the father that he gave me. So when I lost him, it was the hardest thing I've ever been through. And one of the things that I consistently had to remind myself was run to God run to God, run to God. And sometimes running to God just meant going in my prayer closet and sitting there and crying, going in my prayer closet and being like, okay, God, we here. I don't know what this is going to look like today, but uh, here we are. And um, I invite you to come sit with me and uh, we're just going to sit here and see what happens. That was a lot of what it was in the very beginning of my grief process. And sometimes it still is that, you know, we need to remember that God is who we need to run to, because while that other scripture, Proverbs 14, 10, said that no one can really understand and completely share in what we're going through, God can. God 
understands. And so he is the person that we can run to and sit with. And and in the hardest times, that's where we need to go. And if we don't go to God, then that's when we go to other things and we end up hurting ourselves even more. That's we when we go to negative coping mechanisms. And we'll talk about that at a later date as well, because that is a whole different conversation. But we go to other things that will end up breaking us more in the process instead of going to God who can help heal us through whatever we're going through. And so this scripture really helped me. And the last scripture I want to go to is John 11, 35. John 11, and actually... We're going to start in 33 through 36. It says, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. One of the things that has helped me in my grief process is to understand that Jesus weeps with me. That when I'm crying, God is crying with me. Jesus is sitting there crying with me. In this situation, Jesus was about to raise Lazarus from the dead. He already knew that he was going to raise him from the dead. He knew he wasn't going to be dead. Why did Jesus cry? Jesus cried because he was moved by the people around him who were mourning and he felt for them and he cried with them even though he knew what he was about to do. And so we have to understand that when we're crying, Jesus is crying with us. He's sitting there and he's crying with us. This is why we need to run to him. Because when you run to him, it's like he's taking you in his arms. He's giving you a hug. He's going to cry with you. He is going to go through it with you. In verse 36, it says, then the Jews said, see how he loved him. One of the things I had to realize was God loves my dad more than I did, more than I do. And so... God was sad too. He was sad too. That helped me run to him even more because I had all these people around me who had great hearts and were trying to love me and were trying to care for me and were trying to comfort me and all of these things, but they couldn't understand completely what I was going through. But then I had God to run to who I knew because of what his word says was crying with me. And so if you're crying today, I want you to know that you're not crying alone, that Jesus is crying too. And he hates that you're sad. He doesn't want you to be sad, right? That's the the best part. And so grief, (laughs) grief sucks, man. It's, it's the worst thing that we go through. And this will not be the last episode that I do on this because there's a lot to say about grief. You know, we could be all, all day talking here all day talking about this. So this will not be the last episode we do, but grief sucks. The thing that I want to leave you with three things. Number one, that you're human and whatever you're going through right now is okay. Whatever you're feeling right now is okay. Do not shame yourself for whatever you're feeling. However you're handling this, it's it's okay. The second thing I want you to take away from this episode is that God is here. God is there. God is with you. Wherever you are, he's there in the middle of it, wanting you to run to him wanting you to come to him in this time so that he can comfort you, so that he can cry with you, so that he can sit with you. Like I said, praying and reading doesn't take away the pain, but it does remind you who you have sitting with you. And it does invite him to come in and sit with you, right? And so God is there. 
God is here with us in the middle of whatever we're going through. And the third thing that I want to tell you and beg you to take away from this episode is that you can do it. You can do this with God. There are times in grief, times during this time where I'm just like, I don't want to feel this pain anymore. I want to give up. I I just don't want to. I either I either don't want to get out of bed and I want to sleep my life away for the rest of my life. You know, that I've definitely had those moments or or even worse. I just don't want to be here. Right. I've had those thoughts. I've had those moments. And that is not abnormal when we're grieving. That is not weird. That is not crazy. That is not wrong. That is not anything. It's normal, right? It's normal. What we have to understand is that we can do this. You can get through this with God. And so to not give up, don't give up on your life. Don't give up on your dreams. Allow yourself to be human because you have to allow yourself to move through it and move in it and learn how to operate as this new person who has experienced this grief and this traumatic event. You do have to give yourself time to learn and and move in it and and become who it is making you into because it does make you into a, a different person. You're human. And allow that for yourself, but don't give up because your life can still be amazing as long as you go to God for it. So that's our broadcast for today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that it helped you. I hope that you got something out of it. If you did, please leave a comment below this broadcast. Leave me a comment. Leave me a review. Leave me a response. I would love, love, love to hear how this impacted you. I would love to hear what you thought, your thoughts, if you could relate, if you couldn't relate, your unique experiences with grief. I would I would just love to hear it. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. I always appreciate your support and I will see you soon. Talk to you later. Bye.